subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. To the McClarty Daniel Hotline, where our buddy Chris Marler, Saturday Down South, is waiting. Connect us to, to next week, Chris. Again, we're going to be in Nashville for SEC Media Days, and I've just talked about coaches of the year right here. When you, when you look at the landscape of the SEC, Nick Saban, of course, is always going to be buying for that coach of the year spot, but who are some guys that you think have a chance to actually win the award based on their team's schedule and based on what they have on the roster? Guys, I think honestly, maybe the one I would start with is, is Mark Stoops because um, anytime you, if I look at the SEC and you talk about schedule, I just, I, I know last year was maybe, maybe different, but I always start in the East in terms of who has a more manageable schedule as opposed to the West. I mean, obviously, you guys are Arkansas, you can attest to that. The West is always a nightmare, it seems to be um, year in and year out. But with, with Stoops, like everyone kind of made a big deal out of Georgia's schedule and how easy it is. And it is. Um, some of that has to do with the fact that Georgia is Georgia and the best team in the country, the best program in the country. You look at Kentucky, it's almost like a mirrored image of, of, of Georgia's. Um, and on top of that, I think you, you look at, at Stoops, he lost a second-round pick at quarterback, and he still somehow got an upgrade at that position, and then he gets Cohen back. I think when you look at the end of the year, if he sneaks back up and gets 10 wins again, um, which, you know, would be the third time, I think, in six years. That would be huge for that program. Uh, that, that, that would be where I would start. You brought up Georgia. Carson Beck is probably going to end up being Kirby's starting quarterback. Stetson Bennett, of course, has been trying true the last couple of years. Are you a believer that, like it has been in Alabama, that it's just going to be another guy steps up, they're back in the national championship? Well, I, I don't. I hope their fans aren't listening because I would really like to avoid this on a Friday. Um, but no, I, I I'll say only positive things. I think I I I have a feeling they go twelve and zero no matter what. Like I just said, that schedule is is, is cake. Um, I don't think I would have him as a as a shoe in for the national championship necessarily. I think Carson Beck's going to be great. I think like he he won't and shouldn't be listed as like a top three quarterback. Um, at media days because he hasn't you know, started a game. But I think by the end of the year, he will be a top five quarterback in the league, maybe higher because um, the numbers will put up. I, I don't see anyone on that schedule that that beats Georgia. I understand Tennessee's in Knoxville and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just I don't see anyone that beats him in the regular season. Now you start talking about getting into the, the postseason, um, you know, they, they have struggled with one team out of the West in Atlanta tremendously. Um, I'm not going to say that or who it is because I, I yesterday I spent most of my afternoon fighting with people on Twitter because of that exact quote from a different show I was on. But the postseason, like, here's the thing about Constable that people always forget. We look at Georgia and they're, they're 29-1 in their last 30 games. They're 33-1 in the last 34. Back to McNatty. They got everything wrong. They are the premier program in the country. Whether, if you look at it objectively, I mean, you're like a, you're one tackle on the one yard line at Mizzou from probably losing in Tomo last year. You're one point away, and I'll say I'll say probably an injured Marvin Harrison away from losing in Atlanta last year. College football's tough to win every single game, or just games in general. So I don't have them penciled in in the national championship just yet. I do think they go in through that schedule relatively easily. Yeah. What's your thought on our guy? I mean, it's, it's what everybody listening wants to know. I wonder what he thinks about K.J. Jefferson. So uh, I'll just ask you, what, what's your view on Arkansas's quarterback? It is, it is infuriating that this is year three of having to say that K.J. Jefferson is the most underrated quarterback and overlooked quarterback in the country. And I think he's finally gotten some of, of like, the, the like, you know, 
deserve credit and recognition this year going into the preseason magazine. I, he is so damn good. Excuse my language, but he is so good. And I think that there's there's been few quarterbacks that have had a more inaccurate or incorrect analysis of about who they are, what they've done, their game. If I hear one person talk about how how he's just a running quarterback, he's been in the top ten in in QPR passer rating in the last two years um, in, in the entire country. The kid is is everything you want in a in a quarterback in a passer. Uh, in a leader, um, I, I love J.J. Jefferson. If, if I like, part of me wants to just go by, like raising like a like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson eyebrow, like behind everyone that's filling out their ballot at media days. Because if I see one person not put him at, at the QB one in like the preseason <laughs> list, I feel like I'm gonna I, I might fight him. <laughs> we'll be there to support you. We'll have Hardy's biscuits uh, right behind you That's in between rounds. Reward, yeah. Uh, so you, you bring up his passing. No, no one would argue how how gifted he is as a runner of the football. If there's one conversation that people have, they say, "Well, the part of his game maybe Dan Enos could fix this year would be the passing and the intermediate passing game." You, you bring up QBR and some of the numbers there. Um, what's your evaluation of, of of KJ as a passing quarterback? I mean, like, you know, like I said, like, I think the numbers honestly support how, how good of a quarterback he is, um, through the air specifically. I mean, like, the QBR and the passer rating part of it, um, is not a stat I think that people look at enough. A lot of times it's like, you know, it's, it's like baseball. It's like, all right, well, what's, how many home runs do he have? How many RBIs? Whatever. Um, I, I think with, with KJ, he just does so many little things well. I, I do think, Enos is a really, really good quarterbacks coach. And, and I, I know from my own experience as like a, you know, someone that's covered this and, and a fan of my team, 2018 didn't end well for Bama, but man, what a year two ahead. And that's, that's when Dan Enos was there. Um, and, and he was tremendous. I don't know if he puts up those numbers. I hate the train on has gone. I just, I love watching that kid. Um, but I, I just, I don't think that that offense, even with having to replace the OC, I, I just don't think that it regresses so much because you have arguably the best one-two punch in the backfield in, in the entire country. Like if KJ's off one day, like if he's just having a bad day, he gets to turn around and hand the ball and put it in the, in the stomach of Rocket Sanders. So I think that, that what he has around it will be huge. We're talking with Chris Marler on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. You can follow his stuff at Saturday Down South. Also, listen to him at College Football on Censored. Marler, you bring up the, the duo that everyone's been talking about, not just here in Arkansas, but also in SEC State. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that this is the best running back quarterback duo in the SEC. Is there a better one in college football overall? In, ooh, in over, overall, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I thought you were going to say who would be number two in the SEC, but in overall in the country, I think when you look up at the end of the year, there's a chance you could say there's there's some people that would compete with it. I, I like, you know, Drewlar and, and and Singleton up there at Happy Valley for Penn State are both going to be really good. I think I think even as a first year starter at quarterback, that'll be good. Another situation you look at Ohio State because Ryan Day is, you know put up a lot. I think Ryan Day is kind of like everything Lincoln Riley is. And I know that probably sounds weird, but like he put one, I, I'm just assuming he's a better, like, like, like brisket developer as well as I'm like yeah. TV developer, but definitely brisket developer. Um, <laughs> and you talk about like what he has with Trevon Henderson and, and whoever that quarterback is, I think will be fine because the receiving room is so good. I, those are the only two places off the top of my head I could think of that would necessarily have a better one, not a better, but like a, a similar comparable one-two punch. Chris, uh, when you look at the, you were talking about the second maybe best duo in the SEC. I think there's there's points to be made about what LSU's got. Uh, maybe points to be made what Tennessee and some others. Uh, what is, in your opinion, some of the better quarterback matchups we have ahead in the Southeastern Conference that may include KJ and maybe some outside of that? I tell you what, like just just the fall camp, like looking at at Tuscaloosa and Oxford should be a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't know what Kiffin did this off season, but he just kept he was like stockpiling like quarterbacks. Like I was, you know, like the stockpile Hardy's sausage biscuits. You're welcome. 
Um, I, I think when you look at the quarterback battles, one that's, that's not going to be talked about nearly enough, Wegman down there at A&M and, yeah. and them having a couple early games. Like, there's, there's a game in October that could really dictate the, the, the levels of confidence for a fan base and probably one, team, one coach's future possibly, and that's A&M and Auburn. Um, Wigman versus whoever is at, is, is at the helm for, for Auburn, I think is going to be huge. I, I do think Petrino is going to do well down there, um, hopefully just on the field, not off the field this time. But I think that, that when you have like the five-star quarterbacks coming out of high school, they put up a lot of good numbers at times last year. And in that receiving room, I look forward to seeing what that looks like. I, I, as far as just like a battle itself, the Georgia-Tennessee game kind of stands out, but I, I, I still am pretty hesitant to think that Joe Milton just steps in and doesn't hit his hooker. Does. I, people don't want to say this because it's, it's Tennessee fans are, it's, I'll just say it, they're the worst. Um, so Joe Milton stepping in for Hinton Hooker and just being a foregone conclusion to pick up where he left off is crazy. I mean, Hooker is the best quarterback that team, that program has had in program history. And, and like, I understand what Peyton Manning did, but the numbers, like, it's clear as day. Like, I, I just don't see how you replace that, um, you know, that kind of generational talent and those numbers. So. Yeah, it seems like SEC Media Days is a place where big news gets broke. seems like three out of five, four out of five years, whether it's the conference expansion story. I remember Phil Fulmer getting served a subpoena there. I mean, something large can happen out of Media Days. Someone will sit on a big, gigantic story until that week. Is this a year where a bombshell gets dropped, or is this going to be kind of business as usual next week? Well, I'm not telling you guys what I know. I know what you're doing right now. I, I know you guys know that. Like, oh, we're fishing. We're somebody fishing. With, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. i tell you what is going to happen, guaranteed, is I'm going to stand up, maybe sit down, because I, I put on weight, so I don't really want the camera to be in all over me. So <laughs> I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to raise my hand, and when Kirby's up there, I'm going to flat out tell him that Georgia's going 7-5 and five this year. That is going to happen, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I'm not going to enjoy what happens, the backlash of it, uh, in the fall when they go 12-0 again. But this, it, it would be nice to have <laughs> them have some sort of validity to that claim. So I will be the one to fall on that grenade, and I'll say they're going 7-5. and five. I might take the saving, too, just to see how soft I'm feeling that day. Ooh. Well, my, my man Ty here, Marler, he, he actually believes that Saban's going like 9-3 and three this year. Oh, he's a Bama fan, so that might have set something off. <laughs> so, oh, you both enjoy a good Twitter fight, it sounds like. I know you do, Ty. I, Chris, it sounds it's like you drug. do as well. It's my drug, Chris. You don't mind a, a big conflict on Twitter. Well, okay, so explain to me, Chris. Explain to me why, with everything that Alabama lost, explain to me why they still don't know who their quarterback is. Explain to me why they were the most penalized team in college football last year. How Nick Saban is going to figure this out this year with a schedule while they do have a lot of tough teams at home not as much why are they going to figure it out oh man one i love the attitude snarkiness that you're even asking the question with like it's it's this foregone conclusion that that that, how would they even figure how would nick saban the greatest coach of all time how would they ever even figure it out I, i mean i will tell you this the defense uh, was really good. Also, they weren't the most penalized team in the country last year by a long shot. That was, that's like just factually incorrect. They weren't even the most penalized team in the conference. Tennessee was. Um, but did they need to get that under control? Sure. One of the places they really struggled with penalties, especially, is on the road. They played five teams last year that were either ranked at the time or at the end of the season all on the road last year. They get all five of those teams at home. The quarterback situation, as you guys can attest, um, Jalen Milrow, he went one of four for three yards in the second half against Arkansas. Still found a way to win. I, I don't think he's able to do that for 60 minutes at a time, maybe every single week. Like, I don't think he puts out, like, a, pulls a rabbit out of the house like he did in that third and 15. But I will say, if you gave me the odds on, is Saban going to figure it out versus uh, the sky is falling, they lost two really good players to the NFL, I don't know what, like, like they're, they've, they've fallen off the map in a lot of people's eyes in the last two seasons. And you take a step back and you look at it, they've lost three games in the regular season by a total of seven points. All the teams on the road, I just don't think the sky's falling. I, I, think, I think you have so much talent in there. And that defense, I know what happened in Knoxville last year. Um, I, I just, I, I think that they will probably take a massive step forward. And the biggest reason why, too, honestly, if, if I'm not just being 
somewhat sarcastic and mad at Ty right now because of uh, his attitude. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I'm projecting Ty. I'll say it. But the biggest reason statistically I'll say is last year that Alabama team was only plus two in the turnover margin, which has been the lowest under a Nick Saban team in the last seven years. They've been yeah. double digits or more uh, in, in the last, I think, six to last seven, average like a plus 11 every single year. On top of that, the interceptions that defense, I thought it would be – you know, off the charts last year with how much pressure they were doing quarterbacks with Will, with Will Anderson and everyone. They were only seven interceptions last year from that, that defense. By far the lowest, and the only time they've been under double digits in the last 15 years. I just think that changes this year. I think that they, they have a much more suffocating and a, a defense and a defense that lives up to its potential more than last season. Uh, in full disclosure, Ty did have Alabama at seven and five. We had to talk him off of that a couple of weeks ago, but he's up to nine and three. That I am not making that up. Uh, so. That's a little exaggerated. No, it's not. It's a little, we have we have tape on that. That's a little exaggerated. We have a recording of that. That's a little exaggerated. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> we're out of time, Marler. Unfortunately, I'm going to fight you in real life next week, Ty. I just, oh, it's going to be a real. But, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. I, I'll be there. I mean, we can arrange that. So. <laughs> no, I'm, no. Ty's in much better shape. He's much younger. He doesn't have joint pain, and he probably won't be full from a sack full of beautiful, delicious party biscuits. No, he's got a big plate of biscuits and gravy waiting on him in the next break. So, yeah. Uh, he, Love uh, that. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week in, uh, in Nashville. Sounds good, guys. Have a great weekend. Hard Knocks going to the Big Apple, New York. Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson. The New York Jets got that announcement yesterday. I, uh, or not yesterday, two days ago. I typically am not a huge Hard Knocks fan. I don't make it. It's not appointment television. It was when the Dallas Cowboys yep. were on it. But I will watch this this year because I think it's going to be entertainment galore. Jets, you said? Jets. I remember when they did it, I don't know, 10 years ago when Rex Ryan was coached there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that. That was, that was where the line was birthed. Uh, all right, he was given this big team meeting. All right, now let's go have a bleeping snack. It's <laughs> like a 9 p.m. meeting, and, and he walks up the aisle. He's yelling at his guys, now let's go get a bleeping snack. So. The Ryan, uh, for those that don't know, coached with Sam Pittman. I believe it was at Cincinnati, if I have that right. And uh, I remember Coach Pittman told a really funny story about a recruiting trip that they went on where I think Pittman said that Ryan had to borrow some of his sweatpants because he only borrowed like one or something but uh, some of the stuff that's uh, that Coach Pittman shared on him is, is pretty hilarious and Ryan's entertainment man he's, you see him on ESPN he's funny I, I like listening to him and I, I guarantee it would have been entertaining to have him as head football coach. It's the first real it's the first sports reality show that you know I know there's others out there now but it, it was the first one that really went behind the scenes and it's good because it's on HBO because they bleep everything out. Yeah so they that, let it they let it go yeah, um, on HBO that's, it, it makes it if, if that doesn't offend you, it makes it for a, a more authentic watch. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Rodgers got asked, hey, what's it going to be like to be on Hard Knocks? Here was his response. One of the only things I like about Hard Knocks is the voice of God who narrates it live. I hope I get to meet him. You know, I understand the, the appeal with us. Obviously, there's a lot of eyes on me, a lot of eyes on our team, a lot of expectations for our squad. So they forced it down our throats, and we got to deal with it. And they got to deal with it. That's something he said, yeah. the, the tail end of that, having to deal with it, because it is a distraction. There are a lot of people that, with watching the Jets, who had the best defense in football, the best offensive rookie in football, expect this team to suddenly just all of a sudden run through the AFC East featuring the best coach of all time in the National Football League, Bill Belichick, who they've been down lately. Josh Allen has been one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And then also Tua Tagovailoa, if he stays healthy, is a nightmare to defend. So there are some issues that they have to go through within their own division, much less the rest of their schedule. Yeah, and I don't know how many times you can say no uh, to hard knocks. I mean, is that something you can... I mean, I don't particularly think you in your situation. I mean, there's been some that have, and they've battled around on that. There, there's been some stories about that in the past, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it's money for the league. So I mean, you're kind of you don't really get much of a choice. Your hand tied at yeah. that point in time. Speaking of uh, authentic stuff, I would encourage those that have Netflix to watch the quarterback. If you watched any of that with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, you probably don't care about the latter two with guy being the Minnesota and then being the Atlanta quarterback, maybe Tom Murphy would. But for those that either love the Chiefs, hate the Chiefs, you would want to watch this just because of Patrick Mahomes. The authenticity that you get behind the scenes looks is awesome. I I have watched clips of it. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the full 
full version yet, but I'm absolutely going to do so because it's it looks well worth my time. And where did you say that was that? It's Net- quarterback on Netflix. Netflix, okay. So I mean, uh, I think that about everybody in the world either has Netflix or someone's logging for Netflix. Yeah. So that's that's probably uh, pretty well available. We got everybody. ripped. So did, you, did you not hear about they they ripped them away? Well, they, they they're they're changing it not com- not completely. You get so many. I mean, but it, it was seemingly unlimited before. But yeah. you're right; they are they're going. To, I don't know if they have they fully implemented that yet. I, I know in so. our household a couple of weeks ago it says is this the main household. We were going to lie and say no because then our friend and who's yeah. actually paying for it was like, and so that got it got ripped off our television. I've had several friends that either their parents or whoever it's gotten taken away. I haven't had I haven't had that happen yet. But may, I don't know that. I think me and my daughters about the only ones that have the login to that. So we don't have it scattered around. So it's not as not as prominent a problem at my place. So, but that is. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Right, we're live at Hardy's this morning, 1820 Phoenix Avenue in Fort Smith. If you're driving around, you're about to go to work, you're heading to work in a bit, be the office hero this morning. $1.49 sausage biscuits at all Fort Smith and Hardy's Salisaw location. Stop on by, drive through, or pick it up, or you can eat it here. We've had a few Morning Rush listeners stop by already, yeah. and uh, we'll see a bunch of them the next hour and a half or so. I'll bet some, pe- some, some folks in the River Valley area uh, that uh, work outdoors might be a little delayed this morning. We've had a couple good storm fronts move through the part uh, western part of arkansas this morning just had a good heavy rain uh, a few minutes ago so man you can't ever complain about july rain mm-hmm. in arkansas and we get some rain in july that's a that is a welcome relief we were just happy this morning when we got to the radio station and the, uh, the, there's some tree stuff down and it didn't go man. one it went one way and not the other because it fell, fell in the parking lot but i mean like this wasn't just a limb or two this is like half a tree down yeah. i mean our parking lot is covered uh with a Pretty good side. I mean, I'm talking, what's that, 50 feet? Probably 50 yeah, feet long? It's a lot, Tommy. They covered, by, I mean, by a tree split in half. I don't think I hit by lightning. I think it's the wind. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so, I mean, there's significant power damage uh, in the area in places because one of the, the roads I drive up uh, to get to the studio, there were two different power lines down, or power poles down. Yeah. And the lines were down, obviously. So, depending on where you're at, you may not have power this morning. Uh, it's been a wet, nasty morning. So, uh, I think we got a little more rain on the way before it's done today, which We'll give way to sunshine and heat and humidity this <laughs> afternoon, and we'll all feel soaking wet from the sweat. Well, so. I was going to – you mentioned the power lines, so I didn't – again, I've. it's not really often that I drive by or drive on a power line down, so I saw it turn around and went the other way because I didn't know if it was still – Going, if I was going to electrocute myself, if I drove on it or whatever, uh, you no, just, you, you were said in a, you, went you were in a car, it. right? Yeah, I drove over it. Yeah, but I didn't know if that would like. You I didn't know if there's something that shocked it or did well, something. I was a little. You didn't pay attention to science class, did you? I mean, I got. I got A's and B's in high school, but I don't remember a. Well, if you're a in practical, a, if you're in a car now. with rubber tires, are you grounded? Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. now I know. 
Now I know. Now if I see a down power line. Two things you've learned this morning. What was the other thing? I can't remember. Okay. Something. We're talking about SEC Oh, coach. jelly on your uh, sausage biscuits. Yeah, yeah. I, I just never heard that. But yeah. uh, it has, it's not bad. I had biscuits and gravy already this morning. It was great. It looked, smelled pretty good. Uh, we were talking about SEC coach. I had a smoothie. You had a smoothie. Disguised as a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dennis Dodd, who writes for CBS Sports, came out with a ranking of every single Power 5 coach and um, non-Power 5 in college football and ranked their job on a stress level from <laughs> zero to From four. 100 to 1,000. From, from, from a hot seat perspective. Yeah. Like Nick Saban, oh, Kirby Smart, Brian Kelly are Who doesn't have a stressful job in college yeah. football as a head coach? He gave Pittman a one, um, safe and secure. Um, gave Jimbo Fisher a four, Tommy. Game a four. Seems light. Out of five? Not out of ten, out of five. Oh, out of five. Yeah, out oh, of five. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Which he beat yeah, out Drinkwitz. No, no, I'd, I'd go with that. Okay. So. And he beat out Eli Drinkwitz. And we, again, we're talking with Chris Marler about uh, the dynamic of Wegman. Because I think if there's any team that, I think it's Auburn and AMM of any team in the Southeastern Conference that has a chance to either make make some impact in the SEC or just kind of be lackluster it's yeah. those two which do you think could have a bigger splash this year it's the Aggies or the Tigers you're one under freeze or you're one under Petrino as OC um, I, I'm gonna go back to what you said about dream beating out dream. obviously the expectations at A&M and the expectations at um, Missouri are two different things everybody talks about Missouri and uh, Drake what's on the hottest seat maybe that's right but I just don't picture Missouri as the kind that, you know, is going to run him out with the kind of contract he's got. He's yeah. four-plus four million dollars a year. Um, I, I just don't know that they're to the, to the brink of that yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, think, I may yeah. be proven wrong. I mean, um, Jimbo is the – I think that's the hottest seat. Yeah, but it's two at least Strinkwitz. Like, I can't think of another coach that I'd be like, yeah, because Lee – you talk about a, a light fan base that isn't as big – Lee at Vanderbilt, I mean, they just kind of are whatever. But to me – it's still A&M first, and then probably followed by Eli Drinkwitz and what he's doing in, in Columbia. Um, I, I just think it's a fascinating – listen, I, y'all know I hate A&M more than any – not just SEC team, but college football team in the country. But I, I, I do find this year fascinating for that football program because of all the pieces that they brought in with the number one recruiting class last year, the five-star quarterback in Wegman that we were – Wegman, Wegman, whatever you say his name we were talking about. And we brought, I, I wanted to look back well, this week. They still return to Nia Smith, which – is one of the best wide receivers in college football. When you when you clean house on your staff and you bring in a new coordinator, you know those are always signs of a coach trying to hang on. But uh, you know you know they still got that national championship trophy down there. They're just ready to engrave a year on. So that tells you what their expectations are. And you know what Jimbo's being paid. Their expectations I don't think are unrealistic, particularly with where they're located. So I don't know if Bobby Petrino is the piece to the puzzle that's missing or not. I think there's a lot more to it than that. But obviously, I don't say this is a last-ditch effort, but this is a drastic measure uh, to try to get the the thing on course. And you know, say on course if <laughs> they beat in Alabama. They, they've done everything but win the West and, and win the title. But, I mean, it's not like they've been horrible either. It's not like yep. they're going five and five and seven a lot. Yeah, just last year. Hopefully they'll they'll do it again this year. Here's here's something else you need to consider. And we'll tie this back into Arkansas for the Razorback fans listening, which is all of y'all. With Texas and Oklahoma entering the league this next year, A&M really wants to get ahead of Texas. We know how much of a little brother syndrome mm. they have, as we do. Let's be honest. We have a little brother syndrome in the Texas Longhorns as well. Texas and Oklahoma has an easier pass this year in the Big 12, even though the Big 12 scheduling didn't do them any favors. So you want to leg up on them before they enter the league as best you can. Y'all, this is the year to do it. Just outside of LSU in the West and Georgia, again, they're still going back with quarterback. LSU is the surest thing in the SEC right now. They return uh, a bunch of starters, including their starting quarterback. They're getting the best defensive lineman back after a torn ACL this last year. They've got the wide receivers, easier schedule. That's the surest thing. But outside of that, new change at quarterback at Georgia. Don't know who the QB is going to be at Alabama. New coaching change at Auburn. Look at A&M, lackluster season last year. There are so many different pockets that Arkansas has a chance to slide into if you just find a way to navigate that four-game stretch. And by navigate, just go two and two. And oh, is that all? I mean, it's it's asking a lot, but the SEC to me is just wide open right now. You, I mean, you got to win in Arlington out of that four-game stretch. Yeah. Um, 
and in Oxford. I mean, it would be great to win one of the others because the quality of that win, I think, would hold up a, a lot longer mm-hmm. in the season. And, I mean, if you could just pick one, obviously you'd pick Tuscaloosa because you'd like to get that Alabama monkey off your back with that, is it 16 years now? Or is it, I know 06 was the last time you beat them. I don't know how many years that is yeah. now, but seven. I guess we're going into the 17th year this year. It will become 17. Trivia question. When's the last time you've been in Tuscaloosa? Uh, 2002, Chris Balsaro. Three. Three. It's a three. Chris Balsaro, they were – remember the game vividly. Rain delay to begin – or lightning yep. delay to begin the game. Balsaro kicks the game-winning field goal. Was it overtime? I believe it was overtime. But, uh, or at least yes. at the end of the game. That, yep. The game ended on a Chris Balsaro kick. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep. So, Matt throws a pick at the end of that overtime. They missed the Alabama in his yeah. se- second OT, and then Balsaro ends that. And it was great because uh, Brody Coral throws an interception. But I actually watched yeah. that full game yesterday. War Machine threw it together. Yeah. But you have a chance again – this, uh, this, uh, honestly, and y'all, y'all it's think been I'm, twenty years, since yeah, been, oh. and and like, I, I think you can attest to this. Like, and sometimes it's a detriment. I'm always honest to what I think, and sometimes it's too honest. I honestly think they're going to go into Tuscaloosa and win that game. You have not had a quarterback advantage since 2015. Alabama is going to be in flux this year. This is going to be potentially the worst Alabama team that he's had since 2007. When is the last time you went to Tuscaloosa, though, and you weren't at the disadvantage at the line of scrimmage? When is the last? Uh, probably. I mean, you can talk about quarterback advantage. It's one of 11. It's, a, it's the, maybe the most important of 11. But when's the last time we're in, at the line of scrimmage both ways you were at least equal? I'm assuming that 03 game because weren't, <laughs> weren't Peters and Andrews still on that team? Uh, probably they were so. Arkansas was nine in the country at that point. So I would guess that 03 game. So you have to go back. 20 years and I don't think you're better at the line of scrimmage this year when you walk into Tuscaloosa let's just be honest about that but again there's there there's different points you can look at within SEC teams and say that what do y'all think 877-377-6963 is our McClarty Daniel hotline with six locations in northwest Arkansas always taking care of you because I, I think with Arkansas football we, we have this expectation, right? Hopefully seven or eight wins each year. Maybe you compete for the SEC West every four or five years. Well, the SEC West is going away. You've been in the SEC Championship three times, 95-02-06. You got clobbered two of those times. 06, you competed against Florida. We all know what happened with Reggie Fish. And now this is, again, your your last chance. I know people are not, not – you're never scared to go play LSU. You're never scared to play the LSU Tigers. And I know Jaden Daniels and that team are going to be really, really good this year. And they're going to want to bounce back from their performance offensively that they had last year. But KJ's not afraid to walk into Baton Rouge and win. He's done it before. And he was going to kill that game. Still found a way to win. Their off- the offense is, going to, I think, going to look a lot better this year in Baton Rouge than it did this the, two years ago. And I think it's going to look a lot better because KJ's actually on the field Unlike last year, talking about LSU, Tommy. Yeah. Hey, we're live at Hardy's Dollar Forty Nine Sausage Biscuits all morning long. Stop in and see us and uh, say hello. It's a wet Friday morning here on a football Friday that is brought to you by QC Kinetics. But uh, you can load up on sausage biscuits. You can get one or you can get a hundred and one. Whatever you need to take care of the office or your family this morning here at Hardy's. Got to do it, man. I mean, we've already had a bunch of people stop in already and uh, get them going. What's the, mo- what's the most orders? You've been doing this longer than I have. What's the most orders that ever someone's gotten with the terms of sausage biscuit? Or got 100? I think 100 is the most I've seen. For a hospital know. or something? Yeah, so I think it was a uh, pharmaceutical rep came in and bought 100 sausage biscuits one morning. That's what uh, my, that's one of the things. And we, you know how we joke about expenses? My dad gets to he, – he has his expense report at the end of the month, and he just can spend money on – for clinics and stuff, whatever they have to be, I think it's more calculated now with yeah. the different rules and so regulations. So much per person. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it was crazy. I remember some of the stuff that he told me that he got to to spend and whatnot. It's pretty cool. He's in Montana right now. Oh man, they've done the. Uh, That's a bucket list place for me. He is. Uh, he's sending us pictures yesterday. Him and my stepmom. They have. Uh, they were with a horse. They were whitewater rafting. I mean, they're doing all these different excursions and stuff for the. Did he go the see the Dutton? So did he go to the Yellowstone Ranch? I, I, I would guess that's probably on the list. You know what? He. <laughs> he I, I I gotta I gotta share this. He's not listening. He uh he does not like Yellowstone really because of the language. My father again. I've heard him swear. I think three times in my entire life. I swear three times with within five minutes of the show being over, sometimes three minutes with the show being on. That is not something that he struggles with on a daily basis, and he just he can't stomach certain things. Probably, it's probably better 
that he's like that. I, I should probably have more of a, uh, a quote-unquote jurisdiction with my moral soul, but it just doesn't was, bother did me. Did they teach you to talk that way at Little Rock Christian? Was that a, I mean... You know, you'd be surprised at some of the things that were taught uh, <laughs> in the hallways at Little Rock Christian. Mm-hmm. We, uh, when we won the state championship, we said state bleeping champs on the field several times, so that was the... Uh, I was not taught that directly from teachers, but what, I picked it up. I probably that? picked it up from my boss here at ESPN <laughs> Arkansas, the absurdity of language that said <laughs> off the air, the berating and the different. Christian, you can attest to that. Go and jump in here and, and help us. It's, it's, we were talking about yeah. hazing. Oh, he's, always need, he's always needing backup to make yeah, his, his point. Awful. He's awful. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about hazing earlier this week, and it, the, the verbal assaults that I've gotten off this show have <laughs> just been just been crippling to my uh, dichotomy of my the growing of my – Myself in the future. Yeah, years. I can see it's really stifled yourself, yeah. your self confidence. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> it's really out. limited your self esteem uh, and self confidence yeah. and what you think of yourself. Yeah, I have to, <laughs> I have to pull that down from time to time. Pull it up, I guess. All right, this hour of the morning rush is brought to you by Baxter Health in uh, North Central Arkansas. They are looking for some great people to join their team, and if you're an LPN, uh, you can join uh, Baxter Health's family through the LPN Clinic and Acute Care. Uh, they have openings right now, and uh, LPN. And residencies are available as well. LPNs uh, resident in bullet or, or have full-time positions available with benefits. Uh, you can sign on get a sign-on bonus right now for experienced LPNs looking to work in acute care with uh, twenty-five hundred to ten thousand dollars in sign-on bonuses. New grads can discover their nurse building program. Uh, their LPN acute care residency has an upcoming uh, start uh, in July and also in September. So a couple opportunities to join the team at Baxter Health. They're also looking. For for LPN residency as well. So lots of opportunities to join the team with Baxter Health. One of the great uh, treasures in North Central Arkansas is Baxter Health. So uh, they got three uh, three clinics uh, west, three clinics east, and uh, a lot of uh, growth opportunities. If you're looking for a job and you're in nursing, uh, LPN, or you're about to uh, to graduate and you're looking for a place to land, call their, uh, their health recruiter. That's Kim Beavers at 870-508-1070. 870-508-1070 for more information from Baxter Health. So the big high school news that I think is uh, is important for both here in Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley is uh, Coach Eric Burnett moving to Springdale as the assistant athletic director. Tommy, I didn't see anything high school. He's not taking the high school basketball job and then becoming nope. AD, right? It's just the assistant AD, correct? No, G- Jeremy Price is their basketball coach at okay. Springdale High School. So no, that uh, I had someone ask me that last night, but he's they've had a restructuring. Uh, Wayne Stellick has been the longtime athletic director. Uh, he has uh, retired from that position okay. uh, last year. Wayne was on Nolan Richardson's staff, and a lot of people know him from Arkansas basketball. Um, and Keith Fimple, who was the head football coach at Conway High School. We've, we talked a lot about Conway and Buck James going there. He took the position as athletic director. A lot of schools have went to a, a model or a system, if you will, where you've got two schools in a district. You've got a district AD athletic director and then you have an athletic director at each uh, high school i don't know that if that's eric's position he's going to be athletic director over one of the schools but that is the the, the structure that's growing it takes a lot of a lot of folks on game days and events because uh, you got a lot of logistics a lot of a lot of things to cover so uh bentonville's been doing this for a while and they've got a change in their athletic department leadership this year as well so i from from what i read and the reports have been very limited but uh, Eric's leaving the job at Northside to take an assistant athletic director spot. They got a new arena opening this year, so uh, at Springdale High. So there's a lot going on in that school district right now. But that's the model: is you'd have one at Harbor and one at Springdale. That's what several of the other districts in Northwest Arkansas have done over the last five or so years. Is that Harry is in Fort Smith? And I can't think of the AD's name off. Michael the, Beaumont's I, the yeah, AD in Fort Smith. I know, no, I've, I've seen him. I think each site. You know, sometimes it's the football coach. It's usually the most tenured coach on campus. There's a kind of an athletic coordinator. Okay. But Fort Smith does not have that model. Okay. Well, I was sitting with the Northside Grizzly, and I was like, and I and I've got this. I pulled up my phone. Twitter goes out. And I see the news. I was like, Hey, did you see this? And he immediately texts Coach Burdett. He's like, Hey, congratulations. I mean, you think about. So I think it's I think it's two state championships, state runner up. Um, of course, he coached Isaiah and Jalen and, and was assistant. So, I mean, he's, the track record is, is there. And I'm curious, again, Northside's one of the top three or four basketball jobs in the state, right? New yeah. arena, seemingly good talent always yeah. coming through that program. I mean, probably Northside, North Little Rock. 
maybe Central, and then I don't know where what else you put up there. Probably I mean, Northwest Arkansas School. I don't know which one, but Jonesboro's a good spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it depends on how you're evaluating. I mean, at the high school level, there's more to evaluate than just. Uh, you know the way we look at a college job, perhaps. Yeah, so, it's a little different. That's but, the big uh, high school news. That's that is, and I mean we're right here in you know mid July. Uh, school starts in a month, mm-hmm. so uh, this is something that certainly uh, you know will be interesting to watch to see who becomes the next head coach at Fort Smith Northside. So we'll touch we'll it in my a- application. Read you me, and I don't think you have a teaching degree. Last I checked, but I may be wrong. So yeah. I, how long is that? Kind of got to have a degree to do. Well, I have a degree. You know, say, well, I mean, a, like a teaching certificate. Does the like, broadcast journalism degree not compute? Can well, you if not? you were going to teach broadcast journalism classes, I guess maybe it would. Okay, we'll start that up, and then I'll coach <laughs> basketball too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure I'll that uh, send in my resignation after the show, and then uh, send over my application after the show. Here, as well. let me get you some paper here. and a pen yeah. right now. Here. Buffalo Wild Wings just dropped two new sauces for a limited time to try in your traditional or boneless wings. Come into any participating Buffalo Wild Wings and try our new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and Jonesboro to try the new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. While supplies last, get yours today. Buffalo Wild Wings. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. We are 50 days out from Razorback football. And I know that, again, as we get closer and closer, more and more thoughts, the positivity. That's one of the things, Tommy, that I've noticed on sports radio is the closer we get to the season, the win total, it seems like, goes up from everyone's well, vantage happens, point. Yeah, happens this way every summer. It'll go up more after next week. Because all you're going to hear is positive news, so now that will add another win. Yeah. Sam Pittman was named, along with uh, Nick Saban, to the Dodd Trophy preseason watch list. Only two coaches in the Southeastern Conference to get named. That's success, uh, leadership, also stuff on the field and off the field as well. Uh, pretty cool if he ended up winning. I mean, Dodd's the – help me on this. Dodd's the one that is the Broyles connection, right? Or Bobby that, Dodd? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the I Broyles connection. Yeah, he was on he was on staff. Yeah, then Georgia Tech. I mean, he Coach Broyles was yeah. on his staff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the yeah go all the way back. So I mean, that, that's covering some ground right there. That would be uh, that would be a cool connection if uh, if that ended up happening for Arkansas with all that at this point. And honestly, not a lot going on for Arkansas at this point. You got some recruiting news you'd like to hear this weekend. Braylon Russell, I think, is announcing his decision. Young man, I've been four star running back. I think it's uh, the SEC school-wise, it's Tennessee, South Carolina, and Arkansas. And then also a young man, Selman Bridges, who is a outstanding cornerback from Texas, is someone that Arkansas would love to have in this upcoming class. Yeah, so uh, we're, we've had kind of a – I don't say a rash, but we've had several announcements in state in the, in the last week, and I think a couple more today, like that, you were mentioning. That would so. be a, a big one over the course of this weekend. I, I'm guessing everybody wants to get those done before their high school practices begin. Everybody's back from dead period in high school, and um, yeah, I think high school coaches appreciate not having that distraction kind of hanging over their, their team. So let's just get that out of the way. And being asked that question, hey, where's so-and-so going? Where's so-and-so going? That just clears up that distraction and that uh, – 
that constant text chatter. Yeah, so. it does it. That's going to do it for your hog update this morning. We're live at Hardy's. It's brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Man, it was a uh, rainy, windy day this morning as we welcome in our friend Sean from the Vince. Man, Sean, you were telling us before we came on, 75-mile-hour winds. I didn't... Uh, I didn't know it was that much, man. I didn't know. I was looking looking up and seeing what everything was and saw a little, uh, I think it was Darren Bob or one of those guys posted something out there that that's what it was last night. So, uh, you know, our phones are already starting to ring off the hook this morning, so we're going to do the best we can to help everybody out. I bet. I bet. Well, let's go and get into it. It is a Fence Man Friday. Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work. All right, Tommy, I know y'all did two and two last week. Do you want to start with baseball or do you want to start with summer league basketball first this week? Well, Sean and I have watched a lot of summer league this week. We have. I mean, we've studied the the box scores. We're we're, going to start there. Okay. We'll go with uh, Jalen Williams and the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Washington Wizards. That's at 3.30 today on NBA TV. Mm -hmm. Sean, are you saying Thunder up? Or I don't know what the Wizards sign is. Are you saying Jalen Thunder up or Wizard go, up. go Wizards? I'm going to go Thunder, man. That's a, It's right here in our back door. we got to stay with Thunder. Thunder up, man. Jalen has looked good so far in Summer League. They look good again today. Tommy, they get the victory over the Wizards. I'm with you. Go Thunder. The Boston Celtics taking on the New York Knicks. Maybe one of the best performances that we've seen, not just from a Razorback, but in Summer League from Jordan Walsh, who has looked really good thus far. I know there's a lot of Boston fans that have already taken him. They take on, again, the New York Knicks, 5.30 on NBA TV. Tommy, you taking Mr. Jordan or are you taking the the Knickerbockers? Boston Celtics, please. The Boston Celtics. What about you, Sean? I'll take Boston. Uh, Boston. Bulk the car. Uh, Boston. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Boston as well. Jordan again, I I have been ple- I say pleasantly surprised. He knew he had the the from the, the attributes being 6'7", he's got a pure-looking stroke, but I think he's been a lot better than people have anticipated to this point. So I'm going to take Boston as well. To baseball we go. The Boston Red Sox taking on the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley. I know Zach Arns. I know who he's going for. Sean, who are you going for this weekend, Boston or Chicago? I'll stay with Boston again. Boston again. You know, I can't pick for Zach Arn's team, so I'm going to go Chicago this weekend. Nah, I can't pick the Cubs. Can't so, pick the Cubs. So uh, <laughs> I'll go Boston. Okay. Let's go back to Bush Stadium where I was this past weekend. They're hosting the Washington Nationals. And uh, Tommy, one of the guys I was with, the St. Louis fan, big-time St. Louis kid, was ashamed to wear his Cardinals jersey because of how bad the Red Sox were, or better, how bad the Cardinals are right now. Well, but he wore it anyway. And our man. Ruskin's there. Uh, him and his dad went up for, oh, the, uh, for the game today, or will okay. be there today. So, uh, I, I, these are the two worst teams in the National League. They? Call it, it's just horrible. <laughs> uh, and and that's, I think that's what Derek likes the Nationals and has. A, I, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals just because I think they finally got. A, they finally met their match, so to speak. I, uh, I I had a great time in Bush last weekend, so I'm going to go Cardinals as well. And uh, I, I guess Derrickson could be set in for a bad weekend if they, they lose all these these weekends. Three-game series, Tommy, or is it you know how many games he's going to? I don't know. I just know he's there today. So What about you, Sean? Are you going Washington Nationals or the St. Louis Cardinals? Staying with St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, man. The, uh, I, I know you love Jack Buck, Tommy. The Jack Buck statue right outside the stadium is just a really cool monument. We stood around there for a little bit and just admired i mean i this historical significance i was talking to someone who grew up in birmingham alabama and still somehow some way listen to cardinal games because of the what is camo x camo x yeah, yeah they had a titan of radio signal clear back. yeah that am fifty thousand watt signal that uh covered a good swath of uh, of mid-america we'll do one more game because there is an arkansas and arkansas matchup and i guess there they would match up at some point boston celtics taking on the orlando magic anthony black jordan walsh saturday 5 30 on nba tv that's actually going to be a fun one i'm going to take anthony black and the orlando magic against boston on saturday night guys boy we picked boston a lot and we sure have i'll stay with boston stay with yeah. boston Let's roll with it. Stay yeah. with Boston. Okay. We got five picks this week here on a Fitzman Friday as we are live at Hardy's this morning. Giving Chuck any 
Chancers, no. he just... See, when, man, when you're on the beach, toes up in the sand, you don't get any points here for that. What is the oh, over-under? Man. I guess we can do another bonus. How many times did Chuck play golf this week? Oh, my gosh. Four? Um, how, many, how many days did he be gone? He was gone, what, seven I days? Seven days. Five. Five? That'd Five. be disappointing. I, I would say seven. I mean, that would be every, the goal. Is to every play, day? Yeah. Nah, he's got to take a rest. I'm going to say Five. he played three. So we can ask him on Monday how many <laughs> how many game, how many rounds yeah. of golf he played. Uh, the real question, how many golf balls did you lose? <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to fib about that. Yeah. So, well, he's got to have dual caddies, one to carry the, the clubs, one to carry all the balls. Yeah. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, so we're finally going to get to media days next week, and I want... Tommy, you and myself, to give our predictions on what we think is going to happen down there in terms of rankings, first team, second team, quarterbacks, whatever, and what's actually going to come true at the end of the year. Because everyone has their perception of, hey, well, this guy's going to get this preseason accolade or this team's going to get this preseason. And then you actually have to, again, get to the most important part, which happens at the end of November and early December when the regular season has concluded. So as we sit here this next week and we hear from a bunch of people. There are some national people that have given Arkansas some love and credit and I think it's pretty consensus that Rocket Sanders and KJ are the best quarterback running back duel in the SEC. Are Rocket and KJ first team at the beginning of the year? All SEC people. Um, I think Rocket is first team. KJ is second team. Okay. Jaden Daniels is going to be too much to get past. Yeah. I, I would uh, I would probably say, you know, and I'll actually take it a step further. I think KJ is going to be second team, and I think Rockets is going to be second team. I think they're going to put Quinshawn Judkins above it. I think they're going to have two second team guys. And then I think at the end of this season, I think that Rockets going to end up being first team, and KJ is probably still going to be at that second or third team spot. He'll be right around. I don't think he ends up being the first team quarterback, but I think he's by the by the season's end, he's in that second or third tier category. Well, and I, I'm looking at Phil Stills. I got my Phil Stills here, and he's got Rocket first team. He's got Jaden Daniels first team at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got uh, Joe Milton as his third team with KJ on the second team. So at uh, quarterback, so um, I can see where he had. Uh, you said Junkins at, at uh, running. Junkins, yeah, Quinshot Junkins for Ole Miss. Does he not have him he listed? Didn't, he didn't have him in his first four teams. Wow, who does he have in his first four teams? That's Rockets, curious. Rocket, and then he's got um, uh, Jar- Jarquez Hunter at Auburn. Yep. Uh, Kendall Milton at Georgia, and uh, a guy from Florida. Okay. Not even going to try to pronounce his name. Well, I'm, well, I'm going to tell you, i got to get some stronger reading glasses. Here, yeah, I'm going to tell you, they print this thing small. I know. Here's Tommy. Here's the thing with Jarquez Hunter. Uh, correct me if my memory is incorrect, but he was the one that I believe was involved with that uh, – how do you say video? What's the correct way to say yeah, that video? That, uh, and I'm pretty sure Hugh Freeze was asked about that, and he still hasn't given like a timeline on if he's going to be available for game one or what his, that suspension could potentially look like, allegedly involved in that video. So that's something to, to think about with Hunter. That is that's not going to be a season-long what, suspension. What I mean. is I, I legitimately, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, a couple weeks. It was a scandalous video. Yes, Put, use your imagination. Explicit? And, yes. There's the brass, probably a good, better word. Good, great word, yeah. Christian. And uh, he was allegedly involved with that video. So that's mm-hmm. something I, Hugh Freeze has to do with his first year on the planes at Auburn. But all right. So that's the, the quarterback that's, running. That's right. His wheelhouse. Yeah. So. Um, 
quarterback. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, not really. I mean, I'm, is there any Arkansas wide receiver that you could see making a. <laughs> Did you ask that seriously? No. No, oh, I'm okay. talking about well, the tail end of the year. I'm not talking oh. about preseason. Well, I mean, maybe Satania. I mean, Arkansas no is one of them teams preseason. Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to Satania, there's nobody on this Arkansas depth chart right now that you could say a wide receiver deserves a look on first, second, third. How many teams you want to go out till you get there? Yeah. Is there a, and Satania would be the one, right? Okay. Yeah, at least that people are excited about. Line, Limmer, Latham will be all SEC. Um, you'll probably have Limmer first team. Latham will be second or third team, kind of depending on And they only do two teams at SEC media days, but other accolades you'll see that. Uh, postseason, good chance you see both those guys on that list at this point. Um, so, again, tight end-wise, Gums, Haas, uh, Washington. I don't know if any of those guys make the – preseason but man there's a lot of love not just locally but nationally for luke has and you got you got brock bowers at tight end at georgia and you got mason taylor at lsu so yeah you're not being taylor's either one of those guys taylor's the guy that caught the game winning two-point conversion against alabama last year brock bowers is probably the most versatile player in all of college football not beating either of those guys out but i think luke has he he's a freshman all sct all sec tight end guy i think that by season's end based on Guys that I talked to with Tom and Clay and others that are a lot smarter to this stuff than me, they they seem to think that he's going to be a dude that's maybe starting at the end of the year and they could get some freshman All-SEC guys. I mean, you've had, Tommy, you had two Mackey Award winners in the last, last decade or decade and a half, basically. So it's not like Arkansas is unfamiliar well, to having talent at tight end. One of those guys played under Dan Enos. I, th- I, mean, I, I think this definitely will be a place they involve the tight end. We're just, mm-hmm. just going to have to see. I mean, again, KJ is a great runner of the football. I am very interested to see, you know, just the the, the final look, the the untrained eye test on what KJ's passing game looks like. And, you know, those intermediate touch passes have not always been his strength. I mean, KJ's passing strength may be the 30-yard pass downfield. I'm not talking about a guy catching it at or near the line of scrimmage and running at 30. I'm talking about ball in the air 30 yards. He seems to be more deadly accurate on the longer uh, passes than than sometimes the shorter stuff. That's the timing routes. I think the timing routes um, hamper him a little more than than the just throw it out there and let someone run under stuff. Run the Tennessee offense without the the, the uh, what's the word the hurry up aspect yeah. to it because it seems like Tennessee they were running the ball or they were throwing it deep and it helps when you have a Blitnikoff type of guy and Jalen Howe yeah. high on the outside and it, you know and, I, and listen we're 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 not the trained experts in mechanics it'd be like a Tyler Wilson type question but you know listening to people that have gone to practice and know what they're looking at they've said there was more work on footwork and foot drills and stuff with quarterbacks this spring than there were in the past. So maybe that's just more of Dan Enos's teaching than uh, than what Kendall Bryles had. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend to know the, the, the footwork and the mechanics of a quarterback, but when you listen to people that do, that's one of the things they bring up. Yeah. With I, AJ. Let's move to defense. And I think there's a chance maybe Cam Little winds up. And we, we've seen Cam Little on a couple different all-SEC teams. I don't know if he's a first- or second-teamer again. That's where you get maybe postseason-wise Cam ends up there. Still – not going to worry about punter at this point. Maybe Satania Stevens ends up postseason on a punt returner type of list, but there's still a lot of wait to see. If you look at the defense, though, we'll start with the defensive line, Tommy. Landon Jackson just being there, does that help him maybe get on a preseason team? And then, again, I think he's going to be your most improved player on defense. I think Chris Paul showed you enough last year that you kind of know what you're getting with him, but he's in that category. I'd say uh, Chris Paul and probably uh, Dwight McLaughlin might be the guys. I think if you're going to have an area of the team that might get some representation, it had to be the secondary. Yeah. I mean, Even though the passing numbers last year for the defense were horrible, uh, those are the guys that are probably the most talented on your team. I don't think – any, I think I don't think Arkansas is represented defensively at all next week. But the good thing is, I mean, Dwight McLaughlin Nudie was most of the time not the issue. I mean, he was your best corner yeah. last year, and that's saying that's not saying a lot because you're horrendous in the secondary. But you lost a ton of guys, and I don't think he allowed a touchdown until the Liberty game, if I remember that right, because I'm pretty sure he allowed it in the end zone that I was in at that point. But he was productive last year. He had the interception in the Alabama game, if I remember that correctly. Um, and you're hoping that they can hold on that. And you like what you saw from Quincy McAdoo. You just don't know if he's going to be playing ball this season at this point. But that is an area that gets secondary-wise you could see 
probably him. Linebacker, I agree with you about Chris Paul. I don't think they're going to put Antonio Greer or uh, the transfers. And I'm okay. Singletary, it, he's the the kid from Alabama. J- Jaheim Singletary is a kid from Georgia, and then Jaheim Thomas is the kid from Cincinnati, right? I believe that okay, is correct. That's the transfer. And uh, Thomas plays linebacker. Singletary is going to be in the secondary. He's at corner. See about the again the safety positions. So Landon Jackson, is there anyone else on the defensive line that maybe gets a a look? Preseason All SEC. Phil Stills got listed third or fourth team. Jeffcoat. Uh, okay, Treshawn Jeffcoat, the transfer from Missouri. He's a, he's a defensive end. He's a redshirt senior transfer. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, I, he's at least because he came from Missouri, familiar to to some in the media, in the SEC media. So I'd say if there was a chance on the defensive line, he would be the player. What you had again, you had success two years ago with Trey Williams coming over from Missouri. I know Trey had a really good. First couple games initially trailed off a little bit because the again the gauntlet that is the SEC. So you're hoping maybe you can have another success another successful venture with the Missouri transfer on the defensive line. So that's kind of the setup. All right, let's shift gears to overall standings. SEC West and East champions next week preseason, and then what ends up actually happening at this? I point? think preseason they predict Alabama and they predict Georgia and okay. I think LSU actually wins the West. Okay. I think they And pre- I think it'll be really close. I mean if you I mean if it ends up it, it'll be LSU Bama 1-2. Yeah. I think that I'll be interested to see how close the vote total is. Yeah. I don't think there'll be a big disparity cuz I think a lot of people are thinking like us that and, and LSU was there last year obviously. Yeah. So uh, but you know Kind of logic says, well, that this would be the year that Bama gets back there because of that. So. I would really like to see another team from the SECs come out, and I think Tennessee's going to beat Georgia this year, but I could see Tennessee dropping two games. So I'm also going to say Georgia is the preseason and postseason SEC East champion. But I think enough people saw LSU beat Alabama, see what they have coming back, and Jane Daniels will be bright and on display. Alabama's not bringing a quarterback. I'm going to say they pick LSU and the Tigers go on to win the SEC championship. But somehow, someway, I still think Arkansas is going to go into Tiger Stadium and beat those guys week four. I think Arkansas will be slotted fifth when yep. the, when the uh, West predictions come out next week. Okay. And so I'm going to guess your, your order based on you saying LSU. LSU, Bama, do you have A&M? Probably A&M, then Ole Miss, then Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it'll be State and Auburn. Probably Auburn, then State. I uh, I think that's the uh, exact prediction of what it comes out. You and I are in line on that. I think Arkansas ends up finishing fourth, right. actually, postseason. So one. Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi State. The bottom three in the West, Correct. right? Yeah. Who of those three is the most likely to crack the top three? Because one of them probably will... One of them will finish higher than that than that prediction. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you sound to say Arkansas because I love Will Rogers. I like I really watch like watching that kid play, but he can't move, he can't scramble, he doesn't. And the late Mike Leach, he doesn't have that in his back pocket. We got we don't know about Arnett just yet. He's in year one as being the head coach there in Starkville. So I don't think you'd say there. I don't think Hugh Freeze has what he needs at quarterback. I mean, I watched Ashford last year, Tommy. He he could not hit water if he fell out of boat. Like, he can't throw at all. And I, I know Hugh Freeze has had success with quarterbacks, and I think they brought in another kid or two. But I don't know how that works in just year one. I think they might surprise a team or two, but to say they'd get into the top three, I mean, you're trying to – it's kind of like – it's kind of like a, a Hardy's biscuit. You know what you're getting in Arkansas with mm. the quarterback and running back, and the health is always a concern with K.J., but I don't think it's a homer take for me to say Arkansas. What do you think? I think it might be Auburn, and here's why. You look at their schedule. they got Ole Miss and Mississippi State both at home. Okay. One of their crossover games in the uh, East is at Vanderbilt. That's a oh. winnable game this year. They play at Arkansas, of course. The Iron Bowl at the end of the year is in uh, Auburn or at Auburn this year, so it's down on the plains. They do have to go to LSU. They do have to go to College Station. They play Georgia at home. But you look at some of how these games may line up. I don't know that they'll finish in the top three. But of that group, I, I, I like Auburn's right. setup from a schedule standpoint. Now, I think Arkansas is the more talented roster because of K.J. and Rocket of those three, but um, sometimes it comes down to who you're playing, where you're playing them at, and when you're playing them as well. It's National Mac and Cheese Day. Ooh. Now, you all know that is a food that everyone else likes that I do not enjoy for whatever reason. I, I wish I had, like, a traumatic experience I could blame as a kid that I went through with macaroni and cheese, but there isn't one. 
What is a food or beverage product that everyone else in America likes that you can't stand or just hmm. ah, go whatever? I, I'm not. A, I'll eat popcorn. I don't really care for popcorn that much. I don't really like nacho cheese and I don't like mac and cheese. I feel like those are three pretty big time American staples that I'm just like, eh, I don't really, I don't really do it with them. Cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. Now, I like pizza. Just not. Plain old, but my plain kids gin. think the only way to eat pizza is just a plain cheese pizza, and my wife kind of falls in line with them. Oh, Laura! I, 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 it's not that I don't like pizza, but cheese pizza. So I don't get it? Do you do you do the the quintessential father thing when y'all order pizza? You get two, you get one large cheese for them three, and then you eat the other large by yourself. Well, I always argue that we shouldn't get. You shouldn't just have a cheese pizza. They, they give you, I said, you know, a topping comes with it. You know, well, cheese is a topping. Well, you get that anyway. But okay. uh, I, that would be the one thing I'm not wild about is uh, it just it's 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 bland. It's to me, it, you're uh, you're not meeting the expectation. You're wasting your calories, right? Exactly. If you're going to eat pizza, eat pizza. You're wasting your calories. Okay, cheese pizza. Just plain old cheese pizza. Is there any? Uh, you you would be. Pr- I mean, you've you've seen me. I'm not real picky. You know. Yeah. Um, you would be proud of me last night. So we're at our typical Thursday excursion at, at, at Papa's. Yeah. And uh, I asked I asked our, our awesome waitress, hey, can I have a Coke Zero? And they said, we just have Diet Coke. I said, just oh, give me. That, that's that and, irritates me. And I me. said, just give me the real Coke. I can't. Yeah. I am trying to, again, um, trying to lose a few pounds in the summer with it being lake season and everything else. You've gotten and, a little pudgy, I've noticed. Oh, I, I've been actually told the opposite. The, yeah. uh, the jawline's looking a little cleaner than it was, but... Uh, I, I can't Which drink. Which one? No, the one that's sharp. <laughs> the one that's sharp and rigid oh. that looks like it oh. can cut butter. Uh, w- Which chin are you referring uh, to? Um, but well, I lost my train of thought because I was getting hazed. <laughs> All right, you were talking about Diet Coke. Yeah, and, I, can't, and, I can't drink it. I, 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 and I didn't like it to begin with, but now that I've had Coke Zero, yeah. I recommended yeah. by, by you, and the first time I had it was in Omaha this last oh, year. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, if you're going to drink a... Uh, you know, a cola, and you're going to go diet. It's the only way to go, and they have it here at Hardy's. Yeah, I was so, going to say I looked over there, and they have it. And when you know, you go through the, you go through a restaurant, or you go to a restaurant, or through the drive-through, and you, you say, "Had hey, like a Coke Zero." Well, we got diet Coke. Well, it's not the same thing. You know, it's yeah. just absolutely. You know, they and they and they they refer to it and speak of it as though they're you know interchangeable. Yeah, Coke Zero and Diet Coke. Here's some text not. on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Tyler says pizza in general for him is something that he doesn't enjoy. Uh, Kevin Hickey, our friend, uh, texts in relish. He's not a big relish guy. Hmm. I'm not a huge relish guy. I either. can take it or leave it. Jason from Mountain View agrees with you. Uh, the cheese pizza, yeah. is, he's not a thing. Uh, Justin also agrees with you. He also doesn't like vanilla ice cream. He's just kind of like, why do ice cream if you're just going to well, eat vanilla? Well, the worst bowl of ice cream I ever ate was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Being Clarksville doesn't understand the energy drinks on the McCarty Daniel. I've Hotline. never had an energy drink. Olives ever? are kind of nasty. Olives? Olives, I'm with you on that. I, I, the black olives I, I like. Green olives, not, not as much. All right, here's a pretty alarming text. You might fall out of your chair. Sam in Fayetteville uh, does not enjoy steak. Sam, we can't be friends. Wow. Well, I'll stick up for stand from this standage points. Given a piece, if given a chance to have a pepperoni and mushroom pizza or a steak, I'm taking the pizza. So, I'll, I'll, but you don't dislike steak. Correct. You, I mean, I've I've seen you eat steak. You will. Yeah, I'll annihilate. I, I've hauled you down to those, and you you were you were very comfortable. I'll annihilate it. Um, yeah. But in terms of not liking it at all, that's uh, I can't. That's a bridge too far, as you like yeah, to say. I for mean, me. you know, unless you've got a medical condition. Uh, then, then, then we need to we need to have a long chat. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the Natty State. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.